0: Hello and welcome to Howcast. This is an interview episode. Today, I'm talking to Lisa Kusanagi, dancer, performance artist, creator, instructor, and just the all-round wonderful and fun person. I got to know Lisa through her work as one half of the Kusanagi Sisters. Her and her sister Juju are a creative duo that produces dance films, art pieces, installation art. Uh, they're based in Tokyo. Uh, as part of Section L, we worked with them on several projects now to to launch our brand in a way that really showcases their talents and their creativity. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it both times. So I've always wanted to to get to know them more. So this episode... We get to delve into Lisa's latest projects. Um, We get to talk about her origin story, her journey as a professional dancer turned independent artist, and uh, how she feels about, about validation and how she feels about dance as a way to improve empathy. So without further ado, here is the conversation with Lisa Kusanagi. Okay, Lisa Kuznaki, <laughs> welcome back. We had some technical difficulties, but we're going to sort it yeah,
1: out. Yeah, don't we love it?
0: Yes, yes, we love it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> my first question before we uh, cut off is, uh, tell us what you're up to these days.
1: So, well, like I mentioned before, <laughs> no, no. It's still okay, it's still running. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it's still good. good. Yeah. Um, uh, my sister Juju um, uh, is one of the finalists, five finalists for this Autumn Art Award. And she is um, creating this uh, groove exhibition. Well, she has her own part. And we are cr- uh, making this snow installation in one of the space and projecting the, the dance film we filmed in the snow in Nagano. Um, it's called Kopitoto. And we're creating the um, installation and then we're putting the wall so the audience can, and we're putting the hole in it, and people can see through the hole,
0: sneak peek. At the video. At yeah. the video that you filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Mhm. So it's a it's a immersive experience based on the video that you filmed. Yes. The trailer of which I have seen. <laughs> it looks very interesting. You guys are uh, dressed in in costume and in. You said it was like seven meter. Yeah, seven meters snow. Slow.
1: Yeah, deep snow. It was, yeah.
0: How was the filming process?
1: That well, was harsh. It was three-day process. Um, well, when we first had this idea with Yvonne Meyer, our collaborator, we thought it was a great idea. Like, we don't really see dance film in the snow. Like, let's do it. And we actually get there. We got there and realized that, of course, no one has done <coughs> it. It's so stupid. It's impossible, right? So we go to this in, into the forest in this deep snow. It it took like forty five minutes to get to where we want to film, and we're in a costume and with the makeup. We cannot take them off, so you cannot, you know, go to the bathroom unless you want all the people to see. And uh, it after really that, it's a personality thing. Like <laughs> right. Some people are very comfortable. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I get shy sometimes, you know. Of course, of course. Sometimes, um. So, um we w- why we we film in the snow in the forest deep forest we cannot eat drink or go to the bathroom we just keep shooting for like 8 to 10 hours and sometimes there's a snowstorm or blizzard you feel like oh shoot this... during the shoot yeah during the shoot we almost well the camera guy is from there so he knows the directions but w- like people like us from the city and not really experienced in the snow we can't really see like 50 centimeter, you know, ahead of you. Right. There's a blizzard and you can't see anything and just wait for the snow storm to go. And then decide. well, we can't shoot anymore. We have to go back. And the next day we start again. So we, it took us three days to film, which was already planned.
0: And the video is how long?
1: The video itself is eight
0: minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. So it took three days to capture the yeah. eight minutes. Eight minutes.
1: We wanted to make it shorter. I like it six minute okay. max. Because I get bored watching other... Oh, oops. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't handle watching a video that is too long. Yeah. 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 When you... When I... Well, when I go to the movie theater, I'm in a different mindset. I'm going to see a movie. So I have this, like, some kind of certain expectation, and I give my time, set myself a time... To watch, I'll give myself two hours mm-hmm. to enjoy. But when I'm watching the little screen, uh, I click the YouTube and I see it's already three minutes. I'm like, ah, no, I'm gonna fast forward. So I'm like, I'm already that kind of person. So when I look at myself and see my work is eight minutes, I'm bagging my head in the in the floor and in the floor, in the, in the, in the wall, and it's eight minutes. No one's gonna watch this. It's too long. So I like to put an in installation. So people don't have to sit and watch. Can come and go whenever they like. You know, I want to give the audience the freedom to stay or leave. You know, it's that's that's how I want.
0: A very flexible way to, yeah. like, to consume art.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then it's repeating, so you can stay as long as you like. You can stay there for two hours if you like. Bring snacks. Maybe not. I'm not
0: sure. Snacks. <laughs> can can people drink there? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe not a good idea. Yeah,
1: I wish they could. I know. If I had my own gallery.
0: You would be drinking. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll have, sure. like,
1: goat. And you can have your own goat milk.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how did you get started in dance?
1: Well, when I reflect back, I think about the first lessons, like, you know, like dance, official dance lessons. And that was four. I, I want to wear tutu i want to wear like ballet slippers slippers so that was four i start taking the ballet lessons um but when i really think about it and like especially these days when i see my friend's babies and you know, being born and see them moving like little peaceful octopus they move <laughs> their toes really it's <laughs> so i i see like i see my best friend's baby since uh like five-day-old baby, he's moving his toes and, and then everywhere. And even the lips, like like a little peaceful octopus, you know, mm-hmm. very peaceful and just moving and just exploring the world. And I don't know, I'm not sure if he's feeling it, mm-hmm. but when he feels it's cold, he's like bringing his like limbs mm-hmm. in. And, and when he wants to stretch, he just brings all the limbs out. And then it's really beautiful to see um, and I think people dance before they even learn how to learn like social mannerism, like walk, talk, s- sleep, you know, sit, how to behave.
0: I l- like to believe know. that. Yeah. That we all innately are dancers.
1: Yeah, I really believe so. Yeah, you know, who who said like the hip hop hip hop or ballet movement is the only dance? I think everything is a dance movement. We just don't want to call it dance. But Mm -hmm. I think every movement is somewhat dancey and artistically.
0: So when you were four, you were put into dance class?
1: Yeah, I think I begged myself to put into, (laughs) yeah, begged my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh,
0: So you already knew at age four that this is something you wanted to spend your free time doing?
1: I do. Well, I was really sure that I want to be a performer at the age of seven. That okay. that's the only thing I could really see myself. That, and I'm not saying I was good. I think I was good. <laughs> 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 well, here's the Th- thing.
0: That's important. Yeah, you gotta believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I'm very narcissistic in that way. No, but that's,
0: that's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, but well, even until now, I'm not technically good, but. I don't, I think my expression is something I can offer that no one can, just like any, anyone else. But I, well, don't put that in the, in the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that sounds super narcissistic. But at uh, the age of seven, I understood that I, s- like in, the, what do you call it, sports day, you, you, your whole grade has to perform one thing. And I was never good at sports. Nothing. I could do nothing. I ran the slowest. I could do nothing. But when it comes to performance, I was always uh, chosen to be on stage to show the movement to others. And I love that spotlight.
0: (laughs) You know, even as you were talking now, Mm -hmm. I can see how expressive you are Mm -hmm. and how natural you are in just you know, freely moving your limbs around to get an idea oh. across. So that, that must be something that's quite uh first nature, is that? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Very natural. Oh thank you. you.
1: Yeah. So well in yeah, I'm never really good at talking. I like to talk, but I'm really not good at it. I'm not really good a writer.
0: I think I think you're fine at talking. <laughs> it's just interesting to see how you're also expressing with your limbs at the same time right um, yeah so so this is something you've had since you were you were a child yeah and people took notice of it.
1: it took notice of it and and i also realized that i see myself from above when i move i'm spatially aware so that kind of sense i realize i i want i think i'm gonna be a good performer i'm very aware of the spatial relationship with others and objects and nothing makes me happier than that. I mean happier than moving and dancing and performing. So it, well that was my first thing. Should I talk about my booger dance? Yes, please
0: <laughs> talk about your booger dance. Uh
1: right, so there's a video of me, two years old, in my grandma's house. There's me, singer songwriter, original performer, <laughs> Lisa Kusunagi, sticking chopstick into the nasals and dancing. Ah, oh, freely. Hanakuso, Hanakuso, la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my booger boogie dance, and that's the that's the first original dance I I, I ever perform. I think, I, until this day I dance. <laughs>
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, when you see a little girl sticking a chopstick in the, in your nose, I think a lot of parents will be embarrassed. But my my parents encouraged me.
0: They were like, this girl's <laughs> yeah. going to be a star. Yeah,
1: because there's a video of me, and then it kept showing me back, you know, when you're two, you did this dance. So I think that was a weird encouragement. I still carry on. Like, I'm a performer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so from, from age of two, do you, your parents were very supportive of you taking the creative path. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> that's, I think that's pretty unique. I don't think... Um, Especially in this part of the world, Mm. uh, we come across a lot of parents that are very uh, accepting and encouraging of the artistic journey, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Do you find that as well?
1: Yeah, I do. I struggle with this. I'm not sure how to to describe it. I really believe in art. I really believe in performing arts. I really believe in dance. Um, it's the best way to teach empathy, you know, kinesthetic empathy. But at the same time, it's really difficult to make a living, from my experience. Um, so I, I struggle in, in the past, now I don't. I struggle to, like, what am I encouraging, you know, for the younger generation? Like, But then when I think about it, it's more um, nutritious for the human being, you know, it's weird. We're... we're um,
0: What is, what do you mean by that actually, I'm I'm very, I've never heard those two words put together. Kinesthetic Empathy? Empathy. Mm,
1: When you look at, when you watch the movies, you you, you have this, um, this emotion, you know, when it's sad scene, you, you tear up, when you, there's, um, thriller thing, you get scared or something, but in the reality, you're just staring at the screens, nothing's happening to you, right? but you kinesthetically feeling what is in front of you you know showing in front of you and you experience it as if it's happening to you and that's the kind of thing that art does to people that you are not doing it you're not making it well sometimes you do but even though you're not making art on your own or for yourself or for others you still feel like being part of it like when you see performance, or even like sports games, you're not in a team, you're not playing soccer and running around sweating, but you feel like you're doing it with them. So that's kind of thing that um, art, I believe art can do. And by learning that you can empathize, you really go back to this like strong emotions and to build this emotion and understanding that it's easier to understand others' other people's emotions, and that will create better society in some way. So that's what I believe in art education, if I'm describing it well.
0: I see, I see. So art as a means of evoking a physical, physiological reaction.
1: Right. Um, there's things called mirror neuron. You mm-hmm. neuro, know, so when you look at it, so that's when you watch, like, like the example I said earlier, that when you're watching movies, nothing happening. Actually, to you, but when you're watching it, this mirror neuron activates and and brings this emotion and physical in- reaction inside your body that you feel like it's actually you feeling and doing. You it makes this illusion that it's happening to you. So that's why you tear up and you
0: have to blow your nose. That's that's why I never watch scary movies. Oh yeah, because that reaction remains with me for a long time afterwards. Like mm-hmm. sometimes. In the middle of the night, I still have a, a just a flashback of The Haunting of Hill House, which is this Netflix horror series, which is just Oof. completely messed me up. <laughs> like if I have to get up to pee at night, oh, shoot. I have to do it quick, yeah, real quick.
1: Yeah, you have to make sure no one's behind you, right?
0: <laughs> oh, well, now that you mention it, oh, now right. I'm going to be checking.
1: Yeah, right washing your face in the bathroom and you feel like you sense that someone's behind you like oh yeah
0: well I guess I'm not sleeping tonight thanks <laughs> thanks Lisa um, actually you mentioned in your bio online that inclusion yeah. is a central theme mm-hmm. in your in your mm-hmm. dance and I can see how that is mm-hmm. based on what you just said about kinesthetic empathy how did that Theme come about. Why is inclusion particularly important to you?
1: I want because I want to be included, like being in a location or places or situation that I'm the outsider in some way. That maybe I was too young, and let's say I was elementary school kid, and with the high school kids, in you know, like a theater play, and I feel like I'm the outsider. I'm I'm young, you know, I'm younger than them, or when I was it was in the States, and I was a foreigner, or I'm a woman, you know, I so being an outsider, I want to be included. And I so when I want when I make work, I want other people to be included. You know, I don't want to be outcasted, I don't want to feel alienated. And I don't want other people to feel that way in my work. So that the theme inclusion started from your when, own yeah, from my experience realizing that experience right. but in other in other words like and when I think positively mm, I, I lost my words I'm, I, my thoughts it
0: really just comes from you wanting to uh, you know be, be included yourself yeah
1: and I don't want other people to be feel alienated in my own work I want so my idea can be unique and not Not unique. My ideas and aesthetic cannot be for everyone, but at least I want to, I don't want to spoon feed people, but I want to be accessible accessible to different kind of people. Well, people with different backgrounds, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the past few months, Mm -hmm. um, I've been really interested to learn kind of how people are, Bringing their whole selves mm. to work. Mm. Um, I had a boss that that used to say like, if you don't want people to to half-ass their job, mm. let them bring their whole ass to work. <laughs> so um, you know that's part of the reason I'm I'm doing this podcast is uh-huh. I want to see how the people around me are really being their most authentic selves uh. in what they do, and that's why I, I thought you'd be I mean a great candidate for that because you literally are living what you dreamed of doing at the age of four.
1: True, true. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that too.
0: Do, do you... People always say, like, oh, if you love what you do, like, you never work a day in your life. Is that how you feel?
1: No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all. I. So since... I think I learned this in grad school. No, I did learn from uh, Miguel Gutierrez. He asks us to write down ten things you want in your life every day and see how it change or not. Every day, I want a health insurance. When I, <laughs> I want a stable income, health insurance. I want a hate hate like stable place to live for like for all my twenties. Oh, then now now you know my age. <laughs> but I want all that. All I wanted was a stable income, I'm not asking a lot, you know, just, just so that I don't have to worry, you know, it's not that I was not making money, but I wasn't really sure in four months, maybe I'm going to get deported, you know, you never So there's this kind of uncertainty and unstable, like very destabilized, like destabilized lifestyle and will affect me physically, uh, personally, in every, in, in, Artistically, too, and I struggled that, but and then you know, we all go through some what we call a depression, but then I had this like, thank goodness I still like art, so I'm gonna make this work. Mm The shitty feelings. Mm I am going to make this useful because it's such a waste of emotion. Right. <laughs> I'm going to put this together and I let it out. And maybe it's a garbage word, maybe it's too toxic for the others, but I'm still going to use it. I'm not going to waste it. That's how sometimes I felt low. But it well, hmm. But yeah, like
0: So you said. Uh, so it really uh, in your in your 20s you were thinking about the practical needs, like I want yeah. to get these like covered. Yeah, exactly. insurance paycheck. Yeah. Um,
1: not that I, I would not. Well, in some months I did struggle financially. Not that I was like really, really like oh, I was gonna be homeless. No, but I did worry about my future financial future and status quite often. I think more. Th- it was very shaky but then i compared to like do i still well wait do i want to have stable life and then and not feel anything maybe not i mm-hmm. like dramatic life
0: mm-hmm. be
1: careful what you wish for <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: so there is up and down but i appreciate that i i got to live the the dream i i li- uh, i dreamed of and it's not always pretty but it's still tasty
0: oh. it is tasty
1: it's juicy
0: ugly delicious like ugly delicious
1: show. yeah oh i don't know that yeah show.
0: there's a show on netflix yeah yeah
1: yeah it's been very tasteful hmm. and the other thing is when when I wanted to become a dancer and when I was little or young, I wanted to become a dancer. I wanted to belong to the company. But when it got to the age that, okay, it's time to, for you to choose the company to audition, I realized that I don't really have the company I really want to belong to. And that's another thing I had to deal with. Like, okay, so what am I going to do? Oh, independent artists, shoot. So, and then when I actually got to the company, my I, I was with Mark Heim, I was in the Mark Heim Theater and Dance Company that I dreamed of, and I joined the company, my dream company, and we start touring to Paris and everywhere in the States, which I dreamed of touring with the dance company and performing overseas. When I actually did that, I realized, well, it's difficult. You know, you have to be in a plane, airplane, and you have to travel and you perform. And like, that's not what, it's not glamorous than I dream of. Hmm what do I really want to do? So it's like we all go through stages, but um, I, well, I still appreciate I got to do what I'm passionate about. So that that fire never goes off, you know, that never
0: disappears. So you went from being a part of Markheim Dance mm. Company, and uh, you went from that to basically becoming an independent Yes. artists and having full creative control
1: right It was a project-based company and um, he he's, he was my mentor and I admired him and I, I still admire him and he's became my really good friend um, at mentor um, but he, he told me that if you you have the artistic voice if you want to flourish that, do your own thing like make it work don't belong don't don't get comfortable and you know well i didn't really say it right but he said something like that go make your work
0: you know so he actually encouraged yeah he
1: encouraged me to move to new york not that i really want to go to new york he <laughs> encouraged me to go to new york bubbly that was my nickname so i went to new york and i starved and then i found my community and we all starved together and found a fo- foundation, and then what? I, I think I'm going off the topic, but I would like to say what dif- the differences between entertainment and art. Some people get confused, but it, it's fundamentally different. But let's say financially, it's easy to see. Financially, entertainment has money, and art never does. And both competitive but in some way I feel entertainment where you always fight for the roles or some part but in art it has always been poor we only have each other (laughs) so (laughs) the family is strong the connection is strong we just we really believe in what we do we happen to not be financially appreciated not show in this kind of financial way So we struggle, but we really believe what we do. We only have each other, let's rise up together. So the community is strong and beautiful. I like to call it a family, the art family. We really help each other.
0: This community of yours in New York, was that a group of also independent artists that had their own projects going on?
1: Yeah, we all had different projects and it happens all the time. I I, I don't feel like we, well, I, I would say on my behalf, I, I I never felt like we were an enemy. We never, even there's one venue and there are like 50, 200 people applying for this particular space at this particular same time and this opportunity. I don't think we really feel like we, we're fighting against each other. We are just reaching out to s- for this opportunity. And if, if someone else is chosen, we encourage each other. I feel like, well, bravo! Well, thank well, lucky you that you got a spotlight. I think you should you should embrace it. Yeah, we should celebrate that. And I like that kind of um sense of warm community. It's like a camaraderie. Yeah. yeah.
0: People who go through the same experiences. Yeah,
1: and I, I don't think it's only in New York. I think it's almost everywhere in in well not everywhere but but places I've been. Even here in Tokyo, I don't know much many people. But the people I meet in our community, I think we're really strong. We really help each other, and even though some work is not my taste, I f- still appreciate that you still keep doing it. You know, you keep keep it's it's a hard way to go, but you keep doing it. You know, keep going. you pushing the boundaries. I love that.
0: It's a it's a grind, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's day in and day out. Yeah, right? staying true to your your ambitions. Yeah. To your vision. What you said about having been with a dance company and mm. then wanting the creative freedom to go on your own mm. i mean that's not unlike you know anyone who worked at a company and decided to one day <laughs> one day start their own business yeah um, i
1: am well, yeah. i can't really talk about that i never really worked no, in the company I mean, but
0: the the motivation is is the same right like mm-hmm. you're you're part of this organizational structure mm-hmm. But you feel like you have your own story to tell mm-hmm. and your own journey to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of take yourself out of that and yeah. you start doing your own thing. Yeah. So I think I think motivations are, are quite uh, quite similar. And that's why I find that very interesting.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: now your journey in particular, I, I wanted to ask you about the Kusunagi sisters. Obviously, you're oh. one half of the Kusunagi sisters. <laughs> I got to know you because... I got to know you through the Kuznagi Sisters. It's true. Um, uh, we worked together on our initial set of, of brand photography, which is wonderful. Uh, the latest video shoot that mm-hmm. we did in May, that was amazing. And it was it was such a good time, too.
1: Yeah, we really enjoyed that. Um, that I mean, it was kind we of just laughing
0: and goofing off all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so how did that come about? What's it like working with, with your sister?
1: It's... Um, well, we're sisters, we always, uh, we grew up in the sim- same household, we had similar taste, uh, sense of humor and taste. Um, but I think we decided to actually collaborate. And not be me being the older sister and tell the younger sister what to do. It's the time I realized that she's the, her own individual artist and re- started respecting her own voice. Like going the in some way going different path, but I, that's I think that's the time I grew up as an older sister to let the younger sister go. Oh, sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so <poetic. laughs> Wow, I I really wish she doesn't if hear you this.
0: Love something, <laughs> let it go. Gal.
1: <laughs> How original is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it
0: does take a a certain level of uh, m- maturity, I, I guess, to, to do that, really.
1: Probably. Yeah, I think so. I um, I still would like to control her. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she, that's why she moved out. <laughs> or we oh. never get to live together. Right. Uh, I, I would love to live with her. She doesn't. She, right. <laughs> she never lets me, you know. Right. Um, but that's the time um, she was at, uh, at the cornish college of the arts and she's doing her own work we never really judge our works because we're so different well but when we cross the path well w- when we decided to do a similar thing and then we realized that we each have different strength and it's stronger to put ourselves in a team and make it one work together. And that was 2013, 14, 2014, we decided to do our first work together. We talked and then, hmm, yeah, maybe we should collaborate. And yeah, I'm not sh- sure she said this, but I'm pretty sure she said, like, don't boss me around. <laughs> 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 Rule number one. Right. She always says that. <laughs> right. Like, Don- don't, don't, don't boss me around. I'm my own individual, you know, I'm visual visual person and I'm an artist as well.
0: Right, right, <laughs> right.
1: So that's what we uh, how we started. And it's easy to work together because we don't have to explain what we're going to do and how we're going to do and what's the process going to be. We, since we have a similar aesthetic and sense of humor, we only need to put some two words or three words and we go up, work on our own way and then come back together and we realize we're thinking about the same thing or yeah, we that works to get you know, to each other's plan.
0: Your, your minds are simpatical as they it's say.
1: Th- yeah, it's very, it's really
0: That's
1: fascinating and s- somewhat scary.
0: Like twins, huh? That's what they say about yeah. twins
1: years apart twins that's yeah. crazy
0: <laughs> that's wow um,
1: don't put that <laughs> they don't know my age
0: <laughs> wait no but i don't am i just not doing the math because I, I don't know your age from that <laughs> i know
1: but i don't want people to know my age it's okay whether young or old i want to be a witch
0: so, we're here with 16-year-old Lisa Kusanagi. <laughs> Hello. <No. laughs> I'm 89
1: this year. <laughs> but my spirit is 16.
0: So, for example, when you guys did the video for us, the mm-hmm. latest video where you basically take us through a day in the life of what it's like living at that unit, at the apartment unit, at the, at the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, did you guys, like, kind of agree early on, like, what is the reaction that you want to bring out in people?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, Section L, your company is somewhat quirky. <laughs> it,
0: it is. Yeah. yeah,
1: and doesn't really advertise. You know, right away, like you know, this is apartment hotel. You know, you should stay. Try Look not at this. To. Yeah. yeah. So by looking at the website and the wording of it. And the coloring of it, it was very warm and community-based. And it's it's based in Tokyo, but it's more open to um, like international people. And had senses, specific sense of humor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's your color. It's you as Howard, <laughs> the founder. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So we sensed that and we we didn't really talk through, but we like, let's go with the flow. And you know, and we don't have to emphasize the room, but can be the tool, or we can navigate it in the space, but doesn't have to be the main focus of it. um So it was easier for us to do. And then from you, as being a, a founder and also a comedian, <laughs> that was all also easier for us. You know, comedian. Okay, it's 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 the the word is important right it's it's surrounding with words okay yeah so it's relaxed yeah couch potato yeah couch potato yeah couch and potato I love yeah that. that kind of thing like yeah let's bring that so
0: that was the scene where you guys were sitting on the couch watching tv and you had uh, a hoodie that you wore backwards yeah and you put popcorn in the hood you're eating yeah. the popcorn and then there are potatoes just scattered all over the couch mm-hmm. and Obviously, I love puns. <laughs> I think I think puns are, are incredible. Thank you. Um, and then in your work in, in general, um, what is the creative process like? Um, do you think about the reaction first and, and work backwards, or do you see the subject matter first?
1: Well, as cousin-like Sisters, as duo, we tend to make work that is, family-friendly, colorful. And I think it reminds us of our childhood a little bit, you know. Uh. We didn't think much, but our work together is more community-friendly. But our separate work is so different. I... My personal work is very... dark. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it's described grotesque mm-hmm. and, um, bring a lot of social issues, like politics, social, political issues in my work and tend to be like, well, it's, it's called feminist in some way. My, and my sister's Juju's work on her own work is very environmental based. It's all about environment, not all, but usually environmental stuff. That's what her, um, interest in and concerned is. No, so the theme of her work is installation, community-based, interactive performance work surrounding. The theme is environment. And mine's like, I cannot, I'm, I'm a woman, so I think in my my own experience as a woman in different locations, so my work is tend to be woman-based social-political work so it's very very different and
0: I I didn't know that interesting
1: yeah it's so different it's it's quite it's so different (laughs) I I get surprised too
0: so then when you guys come together then you uh, you revert to the feelings and the atmosphere of childhood and that that brings it a bit more light and colorful is that
1: I'm not sure about that okay but I think when we work on our own, we tend to go back to our own mind hive. Right. So, and you're thinking on your own. So I think it gets more serious and serious and serious. Now I'm talking, I'm thinking and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking and talking at the same time. So I think that's ha- what's happening. You're in like, like snail shell, you know, snail shell. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you're just thinking and gets serious and serious. But when we work together, we keep to- talking in having conversation and we joke around and
0: okay yeah and it naturally evolves that way mm-hmm. so that's kind of the the uh, organic dynamic that you guys have yeah
1: it does and her i cannot speak on behalf but for me i'm very visually oriented person when you say like clock i start seeing s- something completely different like ocean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like purple. <you> know? <laughs> In that yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I see me jumping around tofu beds. Like, you know, something completely different. Mm-hmm. And um so my inspiration comes from words. I'm not really good with words, so when I read like anything, words it really inspires me that how do people how can people express themselves through just simple wording? You know, I think it's brilliant. So I get inspired by by books and read uh, by poet, um, poet, poet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, poets and other people's words. And automatically, I have visual images in my mind and goes to my work. I
0: see. Yeah. See.
1: Sometimes even Wikipedia. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine a whole performance based on like a Wikipedia okay. entry? Oh my
1: god, yeah, wow. right. And especially being um, mm, terribly bilingual. Terribly. Terribly <laughs> bilingual. So <Yeah>. very bilingual. <laughs> <Yeah. Or? laughs> no, but no, no, not that. But I'm a, I'm a horrible person. Like I cannot speak any languages to be honest with you. I mean in between. Like I I speak a little bit of English and a little bit of Japanese, so when I I grew up, a little bit of a little bit of both. Anyway.
0: So, so how do you? Wh- what language are you thinking?
1: I get that questions all the time. I don't.
0: You don't think in a language?
1: language. Don't don't you? Like in your dreams, like what language are you speaking?
0: I feel like it's English. It is. I'm, I'm actually. More comfortable in English than mm-hmm. Chinese, which is my mother tongue. I'm much more expressive in mm-hmm. English.
1: So okay, I think about this often because I get. Don't you get this qu- question often too from some, like.
0: What language do I think in?
1: Yeah, or like yeah. when you're dreaming, what language are you speaking? You know, in your dream or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's English, but I don't know how I can ever know that.
1: I think I was very conscious that one night, oh, that was 2014, I remember this. I was very conscious, conscious and aware of this question. And then, and then one morning I woke up and I realized, oh God, I'm not speaking in language. I mean, sometimes I do, I do in, in my dreams, but I am, it's not even te- telepathic. I'm communicating without language in my dream. And I realized that when I woke up, like, oh my God, this is the answer. I, it's not even body language. It's like somewhat p- telepathic in the dream.
0: This is the dancer slash artist brain.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's... But I do. Uh, emotional words, I'm thinking in English, emotionally. Business, Japanese. I don't mm. know. These days, Japanese. Maybe because I was
0: taught. Mm. Yeah, when I count, it's usually in Chinese. It's just easier.
1: Yeah, math, Japanese, definitely. Mm. Prayers?
0: Probably English?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I think a little bit of both.
0: English for anything expressive.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very... Yeah, when I fight with Juju, my sister, it's in English. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It starts with Japanese, and then become very emotional, and it turns to, like, Japanese English.
0: Uh-huh. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. And then you guys dance battle. Oh, yeah. Obviously.
1: Yeah. Right, right. And then karaoke. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it's a rap battle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, always.
0: Cool. Yeah. cool. How do you gather confidence?
1: Definitely art, definitely art. M- m- me as Lisa, as just Lisa, I'm so insecure. But me as artist Lisa is obnoxiously
0: <laughs> obnoxiously <laughs> li- confident. confident. <laughs> I love it.
1: So I think I maintain a good balance of it. Um, sometimes I f- I fear. Sometimes I fear maybe I become bipolar. But. <laughs> But I go back and forth um so when I when after the performance or after the artwork when people ask me questions I'm very comfortable and I'm very like ooh, vivid and then let's say for example I go on a date as just Lisa and people ask me so what do you do and I start talking about artwork I think I'm like oh I don't do anything, you know. Like, and then I realize, like, oh, my God, it's so sad, so insecure. <laughs> like, oh, my God, like, people staring at me. Like, He's looking at me. Oh, my like, God. Like, I'm like, my voice. How oh, I dress. <gasps> you know? <laughs> and then in my own work, I'm naked and butt naked. And they're like, blah.
0: Oh, that's a good date.
1: It's a good, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> so I have this kind of, like, completely opposite personalities, like, me as an artist Lisa and me as just Lisa is so different
0: And it's we cool. all have these personas yeah we do
1: we do word persona social persona fam- with the family persona yeah we, right yeah
0: like if I were to think about when I am like irrationally confident mm. is when I'm doing comedy because if I had to get on stage and I had to present, let's say, our financial projections for <laughs> this hotel, if I had to do that on stage, uh, you know, if I rehearsed a lot, then, then yeah, I think it'll be okay. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I had to just, you know, even give a pitch about the company to, mm-hmm. I think the last time I did that in a large crowd was a different company, but it was like, I don't know, 150 people. At some pitch competition, like that, I'm that I'm really nervous, mm. and and that you can see that my personality is kind of stifled. Mm. But if when one day I get to play to one hundred and fifty people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: doing comedy, I think I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I honestly think my nerves will will be fine. Because comedy, I feel it's just so like. It's so low stakes, you know. Mm. If they don't laugh, who cares? <laughs> move on to the next joke. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? But the other stuff, like anything business related, is like,
1: oh. Yeah. It, you,
0: it really gets me like Right?
1: Nervous. Someone, you need to get the results.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But for comedy or like artwork, you can't satisfy everyone. Yeah. So you have this like, well, shit, you don't get it. Too bad for you. Yeah. Like I love it.
0: <laughs> exactly, and I think in in comedy you can always turn the situation into the desired result, mm-hmm. which is getting people to laugh. Mm-hmm. But if you're giving a business presentation and mm-hmm. you slip up or you answer a question wrong, then that's almost irreversible. Mm-hmm. But in comedy, if you make a joke, it doesn't land. You can make a joke about how that joke didn't land. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I feel th- I feel a similar way. Yeah, mm. yeah. So validation.
0: Yeah. So validation. I mean, I'm a comedian, so I, right. obviously I like external validation. <laughs> you know? I like it when people laugh at my jokes. and um, But I feel like that's probably not the healthiest way to go about it. I think you need to balance it with a bit of internal mm-hmm. strength, internal fortitude.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah validation definitely audience reaction definitely yeah. there's a kind of energy exchange i that's that's another the reason i like to do in life like live performance don't you right as a comedian
0: yeah for sure yeah right for sure
1: i mean sometimes you have to do virtual these yeah. days maybe or think <laughs>
0: i mean I, you know I, I i tried recording these uh single podcast episodes of, like just me talking uh-huh it's just not the same you know? <laughs> <It's> like hello <laughs> you guys like me
1: <laughs> is anyone there <laughs> out there hello please laugh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll give you 15 seconds okay that's the time you can laugh <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely that's um validation like when, when you get s- some kind of reaction even you know, now that I'm a little bit more mature than before, I I can take bad validation. Like, at least you didn't... I stir you up. <laughs>
0: yeah. That means something, right? At yeah, least you, I true. didn't make you sleep. Mm. Ha! <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, you don't have to put this. <laughs> but when I was younger, because... W- when let's say when you're a dancer in a city in your 20s and you're a woman and people ask you, so what do you do for a living? I say, I'm a dancer. Sometimes people assume you're a strip dancer. Are
0: do you st- serious? Yes,
1: they do. People do. Men do. <laughs> Men do. Unfortunately, unfortunately they do. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, have that kind vulnerable. of ex- yeah. yeah. So uh, then I want... That time I was like, but I have masters in fine arts and dance. So I'm actually a little, I have, edu- I'm educated dancer. So I wanted, to, I wanted to bring that up for like some, so my social, I really care, care about my social standard when I was in that stage, you know, being young and, and, I feel like my voice is not heard, and I'm misinterpreted or, you know, uh, misguided in some way uh, by this. Um, yeah, so, uh, so my educational, you know, diploma
0: yeah.
1: helped me through some some way, mm. and then later I felt like, well, but you know, your dance. Oh, when I go to restaurants with friends on a date. Well, when I go with my friends, I'm fine. But sometimes I, I when I I go out with some other people that they don't know me, and they say, "Oh, I'll buy your food." Not, not from like a good, you know, it's not coming from like a good place. Out of pity, like, oh, you're artist. It's okay, I covered it. I hated that. Like I was thankful. Like, oh, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> but on the other hand, I had a pride like, oh, no, thank you. I can pay my own, you know. So in some way, I was looking for that validation too, like for like social standard part. Um, yeah. And I'm a little older. And fortunately, I have a job now. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: I don't have to look for it. When I look back, like, oh, that bothered me back yeah. then. Man, and and in other way I don't want to treat other people like that you know mm-hmm. or be careful with words and how I, I express
0: mm-hmm. you know what I bet uh, we should have this conversation again in mm-hmm. like a year yeah and then and then we'll see where you're at
1: yeah when I get fired from the university <laughs> and they're like so where you at like I'm back I'm back and, uh, same as sitting in my 20s you know but yeah
0: good. Well, Lisa, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me.